All right, all right, all right. We are now in Hebrews 7, reading out the Amplified Version, Melchizedek's priesthood like Christ. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham as he returned from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, and Abraham gave him a tenth of all the spoil. He is first of all, by the translation of his name, king of righteousness, and then he is also king of Salem, which means king of peace. Yeah, I think when we read this last, I talked about how this is an example of a possible Christophany. This is the appearance of Jesus in the Old Testament. Like Jesus appeared to Abraham. Y'all go read more about that anyway. Without, let's see here. All right, here we go. Some believe that Melchizedek, there's a little note here. Some believe that Melchizedek was an ordinary man blessed and appointed by God as a special priest who serves as a Christ-like figure in his priestly and kingly functions because his order was a priesthood without end. Others take the description literally to mean that Melchizedek was not a human but an angel. If this is so, then Christ as the Son of God would be the high priest of the order in which Melchizedek served as priest in the sense that angels are spiritual beings who have a pre-temporal but not eternal origin. Another view suggests that Melchizedek was perhaps a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus in human form. Those who maintain that Melchizedek was an ordinary human being would say the writer is speaking symbolically concerning his ancestry, hence the insertion of any record of in the text of verse 3 since his death is not recorded in scripture. There you go. I'm sure there's even more commentaries about everything I just read, but there you go. It's a good little summary of like this whole Melchizedek dude, Melchizedek. And without any record of father or mother nor ancestral line, without any record of beginning of days, birth, nor ending of life, death, but having been made like the son of God, he remains a priest without interruption and without successor. Interesting. I like the theory best that this is a Christophany, a, yeah, example of Jesus Christ appearing in the Old Testament. Yeah, it was Jesus appearing to Abraham. Verse four. Now pause and consider how great this man was to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils. It is true that those descendants of Levi who are charged with the priestly office are commanded in the law to collect tithes from the people, which means from their kinsmen, though these have descended from Abraham. But this person, Melchizedek, who is not from their Levitical ancestry, received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who possessed the promises of God. Yet it is beyond all dispute that the lesser person is always blessed by the greater one. Furthermore, here in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death. But in that case, concerning Melchizedek, they are received by one of whom it is testified that he lives on perpetually. A person might even say that Levi, the father of the priestly tribe himself, who received tithes, paid tithes through Abraham, the father of all Israel, and of all who believe. For Levi was still in the loins unborn of his forefather Abraham when Melchizedek met him, Abraham. Now if perfection 
a perfect fellowship between God and the worshiper had been attained through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people were given the law. Where further need was there for another and different kind of priest to arise, one in the manner of Melchizedek, rather than one appointed to the order of Aaron, Aaron. Verse 12, for when there is a change in the priesthood, there is of necessity a change of the law concerning the priesthood as well. For the one of whom these things are said belonged not to the priestly line of Levi, but to another tribe from which no one has officiated or served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord descended from the tribe of Judah. And y'all know about Judah. Go read Genesis 38. He was a bad boy. And Moses mentioned nothing about priests in connection with that tribe. And this becomes even more evident if another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek has become a priest not on the basis of a physical and legal requirement in the law concerning his ancestry as a descendant of Levi, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible and endless life. For it attests by God of him, basically just going on and on about how this Melchizedek is no ordinary priest. For it is attested by God of him, you Christ are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is canceled because of its weakness and uselessness, because of its inability to justify the sinner before God. For the law never made anything perfect, while on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we now continually draw near to God. And indeed, it was not without them the taking of an oath that Christ was made priest. For those Levites who formerly became priests received their office without its being confirmed by the taking of an oath, but this one was designated with an oath through the one who said to him, Lord, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind or regret it. You, Christ, are a priest forever. And so because of the oath's greater strength and force, Jesus has become the certain guarantee of a better covenant and more excellent and more advantageous agreement one that will never be replaced or annulled. The former successive line of priests, on the one hand, existed in greater numbers because they were each prevented by death from continually, continuing perpetually in office. But on the other hand, Jesus holds his priesthood permanently and without change because he lives on forever. Therefore, ooh, that's a lot of words, therefore, he is able to save forever, completely, perfectly, perfectly for eternity those who come to god through him since he always lives to intercede and intervene on their behalf with god wait there's more verse 26 it was fitting for us to have such a high priest perfectly adapted to our needs holy blameless unstained by sin separated from sinners and exalted higher than the heavens who has no day by day need like those high priests to offer sacrifices first of all for his own personal sins and then for those of the people because he met all the requirements and did this once for all when he offered up himself as a willing sacrifice for the law appoints men as high priests who are weak frail, sinful, dying man, but the word of the oath of God, which came after the institution of the law, permanently appoints as priest a son who has been made perfect or perfected forever.
shop in my Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us or showed his love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody, who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty precious name I pray. Amen.